I'm Ben Easter, and you're listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast, the podcast that gives you the mindsets, strategies, tips, and tricks to live your freedom and love your life. If you're here, I suspect that you have a total badass inside you, but chances are that you haven't let it play full out yet. Maybe you've been told not to, that it's too much. Maybe you've been worried about what other people will think, or maybe you just haven't made the space to shine. If any of that sounds familiar, you've come to the right place. Each week, my co-hosts and I will be exposing the lies that keep that badass chained and, more importantly, sharing the tools to help you break free and share that most authentic you with the world. So, if you want more freedom, possibility, or courage, then I'd invite you to take a deep breath, get curious, and listen carefully for your shift to freedom. Welcome back to the Shift to Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Ben Easter. I'm here with my co-host, Clayton Olson. And uh, today we're talking about trusting yourself and, uh, you know, coming to a place of self-belief, learning to kind of tap into the, you know, the inner guidance and what happens when you're, when you're not doing that, you know? Um, so let's have this conversation, Clayton. Yeah, I'm excited to have it. I think it's an important yeah. one. And, you know, something that I notice is one of the catalysts for a lot of people getting into coaching in the first place, you know, is, like, and is it, this desire to trust themselves this? Yeah. Or let's just say it's, it's at the root of what has them searching for something. Right. And yeah, absolutely. Um, it may not be explicit as in, Hey, I want coaching so that I can learn how to trust myself more. Although depending on their level of awareness, sometimes that does come out as an explicit request. Um, but the problems that are manifesting in their life, their work, their relationships, uh, many times are a symptom of a lack of self-trust. Would you agree with that? Totally. And do you see yeah, like that on your side? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's really related to, uh, to like this, the sense of like self value is like really connected mm. to this too. And so we're seeing like things like, you know, perfectionism kind of has its roots in this or um, people pleasing where you like say yes to lots of things can have its root in this like lack of self-trust or where you you're after all the shiny objects, you know, like, oh, what's the next thing? And finding all that stuff can sometimes have its roots in, in this. Not always, but I think sometimes uh, the root can be in this kind of self-trust. And generally just this this experience that we're like looking to other people for our validation or for um, kind of the, the clear path on what is right. And I think that that is at the root of a lot of suffering in my clients' lives, my own life, you know, people's lives in general. Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, going back to coaching with that, you know, I notice that I think really good coaching helps turns that focus back in on oneself. I think initially sometimes people look for a coach to tell them what to do. They almost relate to a coach as a consultant. Like this person's got the answers. And so therefore right. I, I don't actually need to know how to trust myself. I, I can just kind of get the answers and then maybe I'll learn something. I'll have more information then I can make the right decisions. And I think what really good coaching does is actually open up the hood and help people plug back into their own wisdom, their own intuition and uh, capacity to move values. forward. Yeah, their own values, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, that that right thing. I think that's like one of the things that I look for 
to identify that this kind of a pattern is going on in somebody's life is that they're like, they're looking for like the right way to do something. They'll say like, you know, the best way or, you know, what's the way or the right, any of those, like anything that includes that the sentence or that the word before the sentence. Like, I think that is like, oh, you know, a flag is up. Oh, okay, cool. I wonder what it would be like if there wasn't a right way. Right. That kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Another one too. What should I do? Right. Do you yeah, think I should, should do I this do? Yeah. situation? Should I do that? Should I do this? And it's an immediate yeah. indication that that person's language, they've put the lotus of power outside of themselves into some ethereal, conceptual architecture that that's not within, but that there is, again, like a right way. Like the should presupposes that there's a right way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that there's some right way. What do we do about this? How do we get people out of this? Like, I, I'd be really interested to hear your approach to kind of like... Yeah connecting people with their own motor. I really like that language, like uh, getting under the hood and kind of connecting themselves with their own kind of their own internal wisdom and knowing. How do we do that? Yeah. Well, there's a couple of things that come up and I, I would love to hear your thoughts on this because uh, I was thinking about this today prior to us jumping on this podcast. And, you know, one of the questions I was asking myself, I think there's almost like this. Well, first of all, I think how a lack of self-trust manifests sometimes is I you said some great ones like perfectionism and maybe not taking action, right? Procrastination, hesitation, the uh, being indecisive. And Mm. I think that there's this assumption sometimes that people have where, you know, I need to know how to trust myself or I need to trust myself before I can take action. Right. Like Uh, I need to, and I, and I think that that may not be true. Like, do you actually Mm. need to trust yourself before you take action? And then it's like, well, what is it that, you know, I think I get curious. What is it that when someone says, I don't trust myself, what specifically are they not trusting? Right. Mm, when you say you don't trust yourself, right. Because there's a real, it's very uh, nebulous. When you say, I don't trust myself, you don't trust yourself to what? You don't trust yourself to be competent in a situation. In what situation specifically and what specific competency are you missing? Yeah. Like, cause, cause that competency is related to this like success state. You know what I mean? Like, is it, I don't yeah. trust myself to succeed at whatever this thing is that I'm trying, you know, I don't tr- yeah. trust myself to be good at something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And so even like, let's say in some of the relationship work that I do with people, you know, it's like, I don't trust myself to make the right decision here. I don't trust myself to show up and handle myself properly. And it's like properly how, Right. And trust yourself to show up in what way, wait, in what way do you think that if you showed up, it would be bad versus good. Right. So I, I like, I think that the, the not trusting oneself is a breadcrumb trail into a deeper question that we can get really specific about. And as we get really specific about it, we can start to actually get our hands on the levers of what needs to be adjusted so that one can either question kind of fallacy that they're living under the illusion that they're, they're living under. Or we can find the place where there's a misalignment, right? Where perhaps, you know, it's like one of one part of them wants one thing, another part of them wants another. And what they're not actually trusting is that they go into the situation that um, there's going to be a way in which they can honor all of themselves. They're going to have to betray themselves in some way or, or override another part of themselves. And so getting really specific, and it's so context dependent, can be really helpful to actually see the game that we're playing when we say, I don't trust myself. Because it is just a doorway to a house in a bunch of rooms. Totally. I, I love that br- point that you brought up where it's like, I, I don't trust myself to like honor my, to bring my whole self 
to the table to, to honor my entire being. I'm going to have to abandon some part of myself or betray some part of myself. Yeah. So like, I don't trust myself to, you know, to show up and not betray myself or to not give up on some crucial, essential part of myself. You know what I mean? And that is, well, first of all, I mean, I think that's a really like reasonable thing to desire for ourselves, right? To like want to show up and not abandon ourselves or not to, to betray ourselves. But, you know, I, I think that's a reasonable thing for us to want to protect ourselves from is not betraying or abandoning ourselves. Right. And then the way that we go about doing that is to just not take action in some way or to not, quote unquote, trust ourselves so that we can not take action. And then that's, I think, where we where we run into some problems because you don't get the you don't get what you want in the world if you don't take some kinds of actions to get you there. Right. Mm. Yeah, very true. Right. So we get stuck and uh, paralysis analysis yeah, looking for the right decision. Yeah. Looking for maybe the totally. looking for the road to success versus the road to learning. And I think that's yeah, a key exactly. piece, right? That if we can start to approach the decisions that we make from being a place of like right or wrong or trying to minimize pain versus walk into pain, but we see it that whatever happens, we're going to alchemize and learn from. If we take that mindset on, I think that we then maybe we might not be able to trust ourselves to succeed, but maybe we can trust ourselves to learn, right? right? So I, I love and that. that's a completely different yeah, paradigm to live in. Yeah. You know, because if, if see, the thing is like success isn't actually all that important. What we want to be, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, but what we want is not to necessarily achieve any particular success. I mean, we think that that's what we want and that's what it seems like we want in the moment. But what we actually want is to become the kind of person who achieves success in the world. We want to like, we want the shift to happen on, on an identity level, I think is what we're really after in the world. We want to feel like the kind of person who succeeds. Right. Mm -hmm. And so by mistaking the like the the path to success with what that actual path looks like and how it's really paved with failures of various different kinds and degrees and severities. Right. We will lose out on that part that we actually could really benefit ourselves by attaining, by focusing on, by living into, which is not just trying to achieve success at all costs, but trying to become the kind of person who achieves success. And that means taking massive action, failing and learning from it, and then readjusting your actions so that you can continue walking. That's how we can guarantee success for ourselves is if we don't stop trying. Mm, nice. Yeah. What comes up for me as I hear you say that too is, and I think it's, it's important that, you know, oftentimes if someone is saying that they don't trust themselves and we're talking about taking action towards a particular goal, there may be a way that they're relating to failure as an identity level of like, if I take action and this doesn't work, then I'm a failure, right? And then that can be a really difficult kind of black and white way of thinking about moving forward that is kind of like Russian roulette, right? Where it's like, wow, I'm going to crash into an incredible amount of pain that I don't know if I'm going to recover from, or I'm going to be this ultimate success and I'm going to get there. And so I, I like to get in and understand, you know, how are they contextualizing the things that went different than they expected in the past, right? Are they, oh, yeah. are they, they seeing those things as failures? Yeah. What are they making it mean? And, and I think that if, if one can look backwards and start to really mine consciously the things that they've learned and they can start to see that when something turns out different than you expect, there are these gems that you have gained that have turned you into a stronger, more resilient, more resourceful, more flexible human being that has arrived here in the present moment. I think we start to look forward 
at these decisions that we have to make from a place of realizing that whatever happens, we're going to be one, okay. And two, it's going to be another gem or tool in there that we're going to be able to integrate into our system. And then I think we might like, yeah, do it, it, me not trusting myself. Does that even really matter? Just, okay, here's what I want. I'm going to take some action. I'm going to learn. Yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe yeah, does it matter if you trust yourself? <laughs> yeah. Right. Maybe I'll learn how to trust, you know, maybe that me trusting myself will be just this lovely adornment that happens later on. Right. I, and I, oh, now I trust yeah. myself in this particular level of competence. Right. But maybe it's unreasonable to trust yourself to be competent in certain situations and that you're just supposed to take action and get in there. I love that so much. I mean, I, we've probably talked about this before, but one of my favorite examples of this is like a baby learning to walk, you know, like mm. a baby learning to walk, they fall over a lot. Right. But the thing is, you, part of why you fall over when you're a baby is because you don't, your legs aren't strong enough. And so then you like, as you fall over, you like get back up and you just did a squat rep. And so it's like, every time you do that squat rep, your legs get a little stronger. And so what's yeah. like, to me, what's beautiful about this metaphor is that we don't learn to walk despite falling over, like in a very real, very direct way, we learn to walk because we fall over. And if we try to avoid yeah. falling over, we actually never learn to walk. Right. Yeah. And it's such like a clear example. You can see when, when we're talking about a baby doing that, but we all went through that process. There was a time. Now, can you imagine a baby saying something like to the effect of like, I don't trust myself to be able to walk. And it's like, well, yeah, no fucking wonder you don't trust yourself to be able to walk. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you ain't got, you got, exactly. that, you got them, little, them yeah. soft little legs, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And the baby learns how to walk regardless of whether it trusts itself or not. Like it just, it keeps, it keeps going, you know? And I, and I think, you know, maybe what the baby is trusting itself to do, whether it's conscious or unconscious, is it's trusting that the attempt to walk is not going to kill it, right? Exactly. That it, it's not going to put it into some type of peril, right? Yeah. And so I think that that is, you know, coming back to that point of how can we look at, and I think you do this with your clients, uh, I'm sure you have, because I think I heard you speak about it, is kind of saying, okay, so then what? Like, you know, so this right. doesn't work out, so then what? Right? Like, yeah. and, okay, so you fall over and and then you can make another decision. Yeah, and just like so, bringing so people, yeah, just bringing people into in in neutralizing the the tension and the anxiety around you know the worst case scenario, and then realizing like bringing them face to face with like the worst case scenario and realizing it's like oh, and then all of a sudden you're reborn, right? And then and then you rise then you rise again. I yeah. think it'd be really you know may, may, so if you can't trust yourself around the competence, maybe you can you can trust that whatever happens, you're going to be okay. That it'll be okay, you know? And yeah. look, and I do think there is a time for us to, you know, question our safety. And, you know, if you want to keep playing the yeah. game, that is life, right? Stay alive, keep yourself alive. But so few of the decisions that we're talking about when we're talking about any of these things have anything to do with our actual physical survival. You know what I mean? But we- oh, totally. Yeah. But if we're not careful, we'll, we'll make them mean that subconsciously mm. because that's what the amygdala's job is to do is to is to look for danger and fear and like and have us operate mm -hmm. from that reptile brain in such a scared way and that makes total sense right because that's how we survive but when, with most most things when we're you know t having a tough conversation with a partner or talking to a stranger or you know making an offer to somebody in a business context you know like the worst case scenario is that there you are in the situation that you are right now and you're fine and you figure something else out. You know what I mean? 
what happens if we're not careful is we'll, we'll play this like unhappily ever after story. You know, like yeah. this is my example of this is like Disney. They always like at the end and, and then they lived happily ever after. And that's like the end of all fairy tales, right? They lived happily ever after, but that's bullshit. That's not how life works. Like nobody lives happily ever after they go home and they, sometimes they fight and they eat and they fuck and they whatever. Like, but it's like, it's all these, this variety of experience. It's not happily ever after. That's like a lie. So I think what happens is we get into a situation where we're about to take some action and it's risky and it's scary and we're not certain about the results that we're going to get. And we say like, oh, if I take this action, then I'm and we don't finish it out. But what we're feeling in the back of our head is and then we'll live unhappily ever after. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so, yeah, I love that. And what's coming up is uh, just sharing something around like the relationship work that I do with people. You know, it might be that I don't trust myself to have this conversation with this person, or I don't trust myself to go back and have this kind of conversation of closure with somebody that I just broke up with. Or, you know, I don't trust myself to maybe approach this individual and name my desire. And really, it's not even about competence with that, because it's not they, the, the kind of like straw man is, oh, I don't know how I don't trust myself. I don't know how, but really it's I don't trust myself to be able to deal with the unleashing of internal accusations that I'm going to walk into if I get a different result that I'm not expecting. Right. What a beautiful I don't trust, that. I don't trust that I can handle the emotional experience of being rejected or of feeling and looking like a mess or being so vulnerable. And so mm-hmm. then at least now we're, we're able to look at, okay, well, how can we start to have that experience and practice that now? How can we maybe go into that feeling now, expand your nervous system to have the capacity for it, maybe reframe it, recontextualize it. So again, then you can go in and realize it's not like a life or death situation. Cause just like you said, your amygdala is making these kind of very animal calculations and making things life or death when they're not life or death, but they can feel like life or death because if we have an identity of ourselves a certain way, and then all of a sudden someone says something else about who they think we are, it feels like an identity death. It's like, oh, I thought that I was this attractive, suave person, but then I approach this person and what I actually am in their eyes or what I'm actually face-to-face within me is the accusation that maybe I'm this like awkward, creepy dude that, you know, mm-hmm. isn't, able to really socially function properly. Right. So, um, but as we clean that up, as we, as we use these areas to kind of clean up these self accusations that are just under the surface, then we're more free. We're more free to go take risks and to, you know, trust that we can handle whatever accusation we might run into or whatever feeling we run into on the other side of taking action. I love that you're, you're bringing in this word accusation. It's like, the sense of like internal accusation. I think that is so much. It's like, I don't, I don't trust myself to be able to handle the story that I'm going to make this mean about myself. If it doesn't go the way that I hope it goes, I don't trust what I'm going to tell myself about myself. If it doesn't go exactly (laughs) the way that I want it to go. You know what I mean? You know? Yeah. And it's so funny. I mean, to put it that way, you know, cause like, and to, cause it, then it gets a little simpler for us, you know, cause again, now the game is not to succeed. The game is mm. to face mm. the stories that you're going to tell about yourself when you yeah. don't, right? To yeah. become the kind of person who's willing to do that. 
right? Mm. And that's all we're doing. We're going to the gym for that. You know what I mean? We're just like, we're putting ourselves in the situation because that's how you get stronger at the skill. That's how you get more capable at it. Yeah. Is to go fall over, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. Just this thing that I wanted to bring back because we were, um, we were talking about like whether you need to trust yourself first or, you know, in order to take action. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting because, mm -hmm. you know, that's a story. I'll, I'll do this when I'm co more confident, like that sort of story. But I think that that is cart before the horse. I think that that is actually the opposite. Cause again, that baby never, be, never trusts itself to be able to walk until it is able to walk, right? Like that's just not how it works, right? Confidence, self-trust. In fact, the word confidence means with faith. So like we don't have the faith in ourselves to do things until we've done them, until we know that we're, but what we're really talking about is the other side of this, this thing that we've been talking about, which is like survive, our, our ability to survive afterwards. That's what I think we want to focus our faith on, quote unquote, right? Like you can trust yourself to survive this and ask yourself right now, can you trust yourself to survive the situation that you've been dreading in the back of your mind? If you do it and it doesn't work out, do you trust that you'll survive on the other side? If the answer is no, great. Maybe that's not the actual action that we want to take right now. But if the answer is, yeah, you think you'll survive on the other side of it. Great. Cool. That's what, you'll get another shot at it. You'll get another at bat. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Like just moving the goal line. Right. And what I hear you saying yeah. too, is like, you're talking about in some ways moving the goal line from the thing that you just may not have control over to what you do have control over. Right. Which is your interpretation about whatever the hell happens on the other side of you taking action, because there's so many things on the other side. You're not going to I mean, even a baby walking. Who knows if a gust of wind blows? Right. Or if, uh, you know, the carpet slips as they're exactly. walking. Like there's certain I mean, even if something is rudimentary as that, there's there's elements that you don't have control over. And so whether we're in a relationship and we need to have a difficult conversation or whether we're an entrepreneur and we need to make an offer. We have control over what our interpret, what the interpretation and the structure that we create, and, and how compassionate we are with ourselves, and the the presence that we bring to whatever happens, so that we can turn that thing into something we can use as fuel. Thanks so much for listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast. If you want to get the most out of your time here, think about this: What's the one thing from this episode that resonated the most for you? Asking that simple question can help anchor in your insights and remember who you want to be. If there was even a single thought in today's episode that helps you to become even 1% more free, then we are thrilled. If so, would you do us a favor? We're on a mission to spread the message of freedom and we could use your help. See, the algorithms love it when we get reviews, shares, comments, and likes, and then that helps other people like you to find the podcast and just maybe change their lives. So if you like what we're doing and you want to generate some positive karma for the day, please write us a review wherever you get your podcast love. See you next week. And in the meantime, live your freedom and love your life.